You're listening to Force Friends Rewatch, a Star Wars TV show podcast. From Rebels to Resistance and The Mandalorian to Ewoks, we've got you covered. Here's your warning, there will be spoilers. And there will be swearing, because our host just gets so gonk darn excited to talk about these good, good shows. Welcome to Force Friends Rewatch. I'm your host, Andy. And I'm Ryan. On Force Friends Rewatch, we talk about Star Wars television shows, and only the television shows. We're, <laughs> of course. We're currently covering Star Wars Rebels episode uh, something or other, uh, <laughs> titled uh, The One with Lando in it. <laughs> Idiot's Array. Idiot's Array. Yes. Uh, and it's episode, what, like nine? Eight? Something like that. Uh, yeah, something like eight. Yeah. But before we get into that, Ryan has a bit for us. Hell yeah, I do. Um, I'm loving this enthusiasm, Ryan. Bad Batch, fuck, marry, kill. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I went there. Okay. Um. Fuck Hunter. Okay. Wait, no, no. Uh, fuck Crosshair. Oh, ooh, why Crosshair? You, I don't know how much to reveal about myself in this <laughs> podcast. But, oh um, God! I feel like you <laughs> would be say no more. I fe- Please, I feel like you'd be very dominant and a little rough. Um, marry Tech because he's a good sweet boy, and uh, kill Wrecker. I'm sorry, kill Wrecker. Yeah, what? kill Wrecker. He's my favorite. I know, but he's got to go. Oh, man. I mean, right. I guess you could kill Hunter. I, like, I don't... Fine, oh. I'll kill Hunter just for you, Ryan. You're oh, making me... But... As, I, as my hands oh. wrap around Hunter's throat, I'm going to be like, Ryan oh. made me do this! And I'm going to look Fine. at uh, Wrecker and dead in the eyes and be like, you earned this! You earned this! <laughs> All, right. All right. Fuck, Mary kill for you with the bad that. batch. Um, definitely fuck Crosshair because he's freaky. Um, right? Yeah, I get you. All right. Fifty Shades of Camino. <laughs> Kill Hunter because it would be an interesting fight. And marry Wrecker because it would never be boring. It would never be boring. I do feel like you'd be the only one doing dishes in that relationship. Maybe, but I don't do dishes either, so we'd just both be foul. I mean, Becca has to, like, bait bait me into the kitchen with Oreos, which are vegan. Public service announcement. Treat your vegan friends to Oreos if they're not health nuts uh, to do any dishes. But, um, hey, can we get sponsored by Oreos? Anyway. Yeah, Oreos. <laughs> hit, hit us up. <laughs> I, we got, like, I have a... We got like 40 <laughs> downloads. Exactly, right? Oh my god. I uh, I have a gonk droid that I built for Celebration Anaheim last time, so I feel like Wrecker and I could work out together. Like, yeah! Like, it fits his regimen, yeah. My gonk droid is like 30 pounds, so, uh, you know, but whatever. But yeah, that's it, alright. These, these episodes have been great, by the way. They've oh been my gosh. very, very good. 
They are phenomenal. They are some of the best Clone Wars. And what was interesting, because I mentioned we went up to Lucasfilm for the like premiere screening. And afterwards, uh, Kristen Baver from StarWars.com asked D. Bradley Baker about his process for voicing the Batch. Dude, he is a genius. He just, he talked about how Hunter is a wolf. Crosshair is never not aiming. Wrecker is a very big little boy. And tech is an encyclopedia. But he talked about this in the character voices. And yeah, like Hunter is the wolf that's always in his den with the enemies all around him, always about to strike. Crosshair always has his finger on the trigger. But like metaphorically, like this is how they yeah. talk. And it was just, ugh. I love the Bad Batch so much. They're they're, they're very good samey boys. Yeah. Some of the, some of the best samey boys. They ever are. Had. Yeah, they, Hunter and Wrecker might be two of my favorite non-Rex samey boys. I desperately want them for Star Wars Legion, along with every other Star Wars Legion <laughs> player. Yes. Yes. I'm sure there's 3D print files out there, and if there's not, there will be soon. Oh, Skullforge does phenomenal custom models. Uh, I, I just recently got a uh, Baby Yoda from Skullforge and a cow nice. From, nice. Uh, from Jedi Fallen Order, so... Nice. Yeah, he does very good work. I love Cal. Cal's great. He's also a good, sweet boy. Yes, he is. He is the non-toxic, flower-loving, helix-set-playing Star Wars protagonist that I've always wanted. Yeah, when I saw that it was going to be another straight white guy, I was like, yeah. okay, I don't really care. Uh, and then he picked up that space guitar, and I was like, all right, I care a little bit. Uh, but let's talk about Star Wars Rebels, because that's what <laughs> yeah. we're here to talk about, I think. The plot of this episode. All right. Uh, it opens on a bar. Uh, this yes. uh, this hammerhead was actually supposed to be in a previous episode, but he got cut. But he's in this one, and Kane is trying to get a job. And the hammerhead's like, well, just look at the dude your friend is playing Sabacc with. He's looking to hire a crew. Uh, Zeb thinks he's going to win, but he loses. Uh, and he had bet Chopper. And he was playing against Lando Calrissian, voiced by the uh, suave as ever, Billy D. Off screen, Lando, Zeb, and Kanan have come to an agreement where they will help Lando complete a job, and then Lando will pay them money and give Chopper back. Uh, they go back to the ghost. Hera's not thrilled. Lando starts doing a... Um, I don't want to say shenanigans, because that sounds like childish, but he's like... He's pulling a con, and he's he's kind of, like, very subtly getting the crew annoyed at each other, so it is easier to manipulate everyone. Uh, so, like, Zeb is getting mad, and Ezra is getting mad, and Kanan is getting mad, and uh, he's being very charming. Uh, not in a creepy way, but just in a, um, a classy kind of way. Like, I don't think there's anything sexual behind Lando's charm no. here, but he's he's just a very charismatic individual, and he's talking a lot about art to Sabine and a lot about ships and leadership philosophy to, like, Hera, and he's just, like, really valuing what they bring to the team while making uh, the rest of the crew look dumb. And uh, the job requires uh, stealing a... a piece of mining equipment from as Morgan, <laughs> who is 
just the worst. He like trades Hera for the piece of mining equipment, but also tells Hera how to escape. She escapes. They get past the Imperial blockade. They get to the farm as Morgan has beaten them there. And a shootout ensues. Chopper saves the day by stealing some fuel while the fight is happening. Lando refuses to pay them and then reveals that he didn't pay them because he knew they stole the fuel. And that's the episode. Oh, and the mining equipment is a pig. (laughs) That's the most important part. Yes. I love the pig. So, thoughts on this episode. What did we like? Uh, I mean, first of all, the inclusion of Lando. Uh, that That was brilliant, because he's just such a perfect character for these scruffy rebels to run across. Because they really, like, they can't encounter anybody else at this point in the story, besides maybe Han Solo. But... Um, I think this was the perfect time to bring him in because there's still small time enough that he's not really joining the rebellion before he should. Um, cause really you introduce Lando any earlier and we haven't fallen in love with the ghost crew yet to a point where we care about them alongside him, but you introduce him any later and it just stretches believability that he would be that involved with the rebellion at that point. I think, too, it shows that the ghost crew is not scum and villainy. Yes. By contrasting him, by contrasting them with him. Uh, Because up till this point, I think you could describe the ghost crew as, like, outlaws. Yeah, I mean... Because they're pulling jobs. We know that Hera is secretly involved, to some degree, with a bigger... Uh, movement, but the the rest of the crew doesn't know about that yet, and we've only really seen them do like crime shit. Yeah. So showing them with someone who is a legitimate criminal and like part of the you know scum faction in Star Wars, even if he does have a heart of gold, it shows that oh wait no like they really don't fit in with that crowd. Yeah, because they're I mean, Lando is very much a Jack Sparrow outlaw, whereas uh, the ghost crew is very Robin Hood. And it's it's different. I mean, I wouldn't even call the ghost crew a shade of gray, but it's different. Different strata of crime, like you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Lando is great. Anytime we get to see Billy D, I love uh, specifically Lando's shoulder holster rig in this episode and his pistol. Um, it's become such an iconic pistol that that's the one that they gave him in like Battlefront. Yeah. Um, he doesn't re- like Lando really doesn't have a memorable sidearm, but Not, this, well, this seems to be the one that has stuck the most. And I, I appreciate that. He's got that Chrome thing in solo that popped up in rise of Skywalker too, but this is the one that I remember, honestly, because I didn't even realize until this rewatch that it was the one that he got in Battlefront. You're yeah. Right. That's so cool. I love uh, Ezra's blaster lightsaber. It's very good. Yeah, this is the first time we really see that in action, right? Because he built it yeah. in the last one. Yeah. I love um, the bit Lando does where he, uh, like, Gives the definitions of words he uses. Entrepreneur. I Yes. That might be one of the funniest moments in the whole show to me. That's just so... Such it, a great character moment for him and Kanan and Ezra. Yeah. 
It's it's very good. I really really like the puffer pig. I I love the puffer pig. I Okay. It it's genius. It's so slapstick and I love just the moments that it gives. One of the best Kanan moments in season 1 is when he comes out of the cockpit, asks what's going on, and as we start to explain and he's just like, I don't want to know. That's just the whole bit with the pig blowing up in the hallway. Like that's hilarious to me. That's classic weird Star Wars. I really dig Hera's talk with Lando towards the end of that beat where she's like, look, enough with the divide and conquer. Like, I know what you're doing. I've played along. But if you want this job complete, like my crew needs to be working together and not at each other's throats. And this is this has all been your fault. Yes, this is a great Hera episode. Yeah. Uh, the joke, uh, that was a really useful tray. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that was, I mean, Hera, this is as much her episode as Lando's. Like, she shines here. Some of the best Chopper as well. That's true. That's very true. Chopper is, Chopper is good. I love how Lando talks to Chopper. Yo, Lando knows a thing or two about droids with unique personalities. Oh, yeah, that's a very good point. I wonder how much of her he sees in him. Probably a very good bit, but it, it it makes me, yeah, I don't even think I connected that post solo. Lando would talk to droids as yeah. if they were people. He would well, value this episode, that. Yeah, this episode came out over three years before Solo. So it's it's really interesting in hindsight, because Solo is, I mean, that's the movie that gave Lando the most screen time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also, I mean, there were little things, too, that Solo adds. Like, you remember in the Sabacc game, Han claims to have a VCX 100, and Lando's yeah. very interested, which it's good that Lando's a fan of that class, because that's that's what the ghost is. That's why he likes the ship so much. Where is this on the timeline in relation to Solo? This is definitely after Solo. Yeah, so the yeah. main action of Solo post-time uh, skip is about ten years before A New Hope. And right. we're about this is four? four years. Yeah, at this point, Rebels is four years before A New Hope. So it's about six years later. Lando's kind of been on his own without the Falcon. We don't know how long after the main action of Solo, that little epilogue where Han wins the Falcon takes place, but presumably yeah. not long. Yeah. I love the bar they're in at the start with the uh, yeah. wrecked up uh, dropship. Yeah, Joe's Pit Stop. I like yeah. that whole... And that's a setting that we keep seeing. That, it's a great design. I like the... Uh, just like the clone helmet on the shelf behind the bar. I like that it's just this like Clone Wars-themed bar. How does Batu not have a Clone Wars-themed bar? Come on. I don't know. I know. Get on Ogus that. Is, I know. Ogus is rad, but let's get some Clone Wars-themed stuff. Uh, the voice modulator on the Hammerhead's cool, too. Yeah, that was neat. That was a neat device. I don't think before, we've ever seen that before. Before someone, like, tweets at us, I know they're called Athorians. <laughs> but Hammerhead is, is the classic, the vintage name. Uh, what else? Um, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of strong character moments in this one. Uh, Kanan trying to fly is great. <laughs> yeah. I like that he's I, not he's not a bad pilot. He's just not Hera. 
No, yeah, he's by no means a bad pilot. I mean, I imagine as a Jedi, he would have had to fly a starfighter. Like, he knows what he's doing, but we've only seen Hera man that ship, and there, there's no one like Hera. That's as good of a character moment for her as it is for him, really. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to note that this is, like, sort of a turning point where the Empire pretty much figures out that the Ghost can mask its signature. And it's a little moment, but it the danger's ramping up. You know, we're getting to the end of the season. I don't think we had really... Like, they had mentioned that, like, oh, we have, like, stealth stuff. Like, we can mask our signature. But I don't think we had seen them really use it. Yeah, I think like, you're right. visually use it till this episode, too. I think you're right about that. Which is cool. It's 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 a unique thing. Like, the Falcon is the fastest ship, but the Ghost is undetectable. It's, an, yeah. it's a nice little, like, special feature it's... that gives the, the, ships, uh, the ship some identity. I like to think that's part of where the name came from. Oh, well, that's absolutely where the name came from, yeah. Well, uh, I recently learned, I forget, I think, I think Becca might have told me this. I don't remember how I figured this out, but um, the, the unit of the 212th Attack Battalion clones that liberated Ryloth was the Ghost Company. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, so I wonder, and that lore predates Rebels, so I, yeah, I wonder if that is the inspiration. Who knows? But yeah, a lot of good ghost moments. I mean, a lot of this episode takes place on the ghost, more than, more than Lothal, for sure. All right. Anything we didn't like? Uh, honestly, I had so much fun with this episode. I don't think there was anything. I found As Morrigan annoying at first, but I really like him. And in just as the show has gone on, it's cool to have that crime boss that has no morals because he's a great contrast to Lando and Hondo and everybody else. I don't like this episode. What? Even after all of the good things I just said about it, I don't like this episode. What? I skip this episode every rewatch I've ever done, except oh. for this rewatch and the first time I watched it. Oh. I know. Well, this has been Force Friends Rewatch. If you're interested <laughs> in being Andy's new co-host. I, like, there... Th th Clearly, there's stuff I like. We just spent 20 minutes talking about how good this episode is. But I I don't like when the puffer pig is inflated. I like <sighs> it when it's small. <sighs> I like the small-sized puffer pig. But the, the super-inflated version of it, I'm just like, it's too much. It's too much. I can maybe handle it just on the ship, but when it's bouncing around, knocking out goons... It's like, oh my god, where? how that did is, we get here? That is the best part of Star Wars <laughs> overall. Number three, the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. Number two, no, I am your father. Number one, the puffer pig bouncing around, knocking out the goons. Come on. Now, I'm not one of those people that thinks like Star Wars has to be, I don't know, like gritty or serious no. or something. Uh, in fact, we lost Twitter followers recently because I posted that picture of Han punching a ferret. Oh, my gosh. We I lost Twitter it. followers for that. <laughs> uh, worth it. Matt Martin loved it, though, so it was Good. worth it. But um, and I don't want those people. Us? He does not yet. Ah, he should. Not yet. Good. 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 My my problem is I, I tweeted him too much for my personal account, and I forget to log into Force Friends oh. to tweet at him. But I did I did the ferret from Force Friends. Good. But like like that's 
campiness is Star Wars. Like, there's a part of Star Wars that's always going to be campy. I recognize that. Uh, yeah. This 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 inflatable pig is maybe just a little too much for me. But it's not just because it's silly. I don't know what it about this pig that I'm just like I can't do it. But I can't do the pig. As Morgan is also just the fucking worst. There was a there was a a thing going around during the 2016 primary where people were like, "Oh, Trump is Jabba the Hut," and it made me really mad because <laughs> Jabba is competent and he runs and runs a very successful business. And yes. I made a very long <laughs> I made a very long post about how Trump is not Jabba the Hut. Trump Jesus is as Morgan. Morgan. Oh my god! And Especially since then, I just can't handle as Morgan because I'm like, Jesus, this guy's a fucking president. This guy's wow. in the goddamn White House. Shoot, you're right. Uh, oh my God, he is. Yeah, because I've seen yeah. the Jabba comparison and I've and seen it makes the Palpatine comparison, but oh my he, God. Oh, he's definitely not Palpatine. No, he is not Palpatine. Now, Pence might be Palpatine. I was about to say, Pence might be Palpatine. Carl uh, Rove is Palpatine. But. but Donald Donald Man. Donald Trump is not no, Trump nearly is nearly clever enough to be Palpatine and not nearly like <clears throat> I'll say he's not clever enough to be Jabba and he's yeah, not Jabba's competent like, he's not competent enough to be Chief. Uh he no. is exactly perverted and gross and petty and cowardly enough to be as Morgan. Man, you're like rocking my perception of as Morgan. There's no, I'm not trying to refute it, but there's no way I could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like to a T. I, I put a lot of thought into into it because I saw that 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 Jabba post, and like I knew it was wrong, but I was like, I need to refute it by like offering up another Star Wars character, and like yeah. I ran I ran through a list in my head. Being like, oh well, he's not—he's not the space slug. The space slug didn't hurt nobody. He's—he's he's not the Nemoidians. Like to some degree, that they're clearly doing well for themselves. Yeah. Um, he's not the Techno Union because he doesn't understand how shit works. Like he can't be Watt Tambor. No. Uh, and like I just went through a list of Star Star Wars wow. like dickhead businessmen and criminals and. Uh, there's so many. And uh, as Morgan is what I landed on. I had a weird as Morgan moment, and I feel like I've never told anybody this story, not even Becca. Did you have a wet but, dream about him? Not quite. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> um, that was so not I'm, the response I expected. No, <laughs> no I'm kidding. I didn't. Um, okay. So good. I knew I knew his voice from somewhere. Um, have you ever seen Kung Fu Panda? Yes, I saw the first one. I haven't seen any of the many, many sequels. Okay, so around Lunar New Year, this is super cool, actually. Uh, Universal Studios has, like, this courtyard that they transform into, like, a village. And it's like, they have, their noodle stand is Mr. Ping's noodle stand. And you can, like, get noodle. We actually had this really good udon there. But then there is an animatronic Mr. Ping controlled by an actor who you can talk to. And while I'm trying to enjoy my noodles, Mr. Ping is harassing me that I need to propose to Becca right away, figure something out for a ring, get on it. And like, it, 
it was a hell of a date, let me tell you, being harassed by an animatronic Mr. Ping. I mean, he's not wrong. Like, you, I mean, you should get <laughs> on coming. it. That, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure it. it is, but yeah. it's coming. But you got to find the right occasion. But well, um, absolutely. Yeah. But he's like, he's on us. And I realized, like, I closed my eyes in exasperation and he kept talking. And that was when I realized where I know as Morrigan's voice from, as Morrigan and Mr. Ping are both James Hong. Oh, wow. Yeah, now the, the animatronic at the park was not James yeah. Hung. It was a very good James Hung impersonator. Very, sure. very annoying. Brilliantly annoying. But, um, yeah, I didn't realize that. Is he in Jackie Chan Adventures? Is he th- Is he uncle? Is he Jackie? I think he might be. I had his IMDb page up to make sure. Um, Does anyone remember Jackie Chan Adventures? That show was great. Um, I do remember Jackie Chan Adventures. I, uh... I'm looking at the cast scrolling. literally right now. Yeah. Um, no, Uncle is, uh... uh an actor actor named, uh... Saab Shimono. But he was on the show as Daolan Wong, the evil sorcerer. Okay. That might still be why I'm associating that voice with that TV show. That might be it. But yeah. What a great show. Um, yeah, that was oh, a great show. Oh, and Clancy Brown! Good old Clancy yeah, Brown. That's right. What a guy. I like Clancy right. Brown too. This is yeah. not a Jackie Chan Adventures uh, no. podcast, though. This is a, a Star Wars only Star Wars podcast. <laughs> it, that it is. Um, shoot, you're like rocking my world with this. I, I, this is all I'll think about. You'll never unsee it. No. I still like him as a villain. I mean, he's. He's a little too incompetent, I feel like, for me to really like him as a villain. And, like, there is a place for, like, the kind of, like, bumbling, incompetent villain. That's why I like uh, Visago. Like, Visago, when we first see him, is is kind of, like, suave and a little intimidating. And then as we get to know Visago, we realize that that is all a front. And this this poor man does not know what he's doing. Visago Uh, wants to be a Hondo, but he's not. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, there is a, and, like, I like Visago. There's a place for incompetent villains like Visago. As Morgan is just a little, a little too much. There's a little too many, like, quirks and things going on there. Like, if he was kind of dumb and lazy, but not, like, gross and slimy and kind of, sec- like, sexist. Like, there's yeah. there's too many check marks going on if, That's like, true. he had... If he had like three checked instead of like eight, I can maybe <laughs> handle it. But yeah, that's very true. There's there's a lot of buttons going on with him. So if you could change one thing about the episode, what would it be? Uh, I don't know. Maybe switch out as Morgan for Visago and maybe it's a little bit stronger of an episode. Maybe the threat feels a little bit more real. Yeah, I could see that. By the way, did you know? Um, as Morrigan is sort of fits with the fact that he's like a wannabe punk Jabba. Uh, his design is just straight up exactly a uh, the earliest Jabba. Jabba design. Yeah, the earliest. That's funny. Yeah, I like that. I appreciate that. He's the shitty alpha model Jabba. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I could see Visago working here. I can't really remember too much of As Morrigan's role later on to say if Visago, if it would affect that. But 
I feel like it well, would make Visago much less, not that he's ever sympathetic, but it would be more fucked up of Ezra to kind of team up with him in the Hondo episode. Yeah, and like, as Morgan does need to be introduced, like he does have a part to play, like everything in Rebels always comes back. We're not, yes. we haven't seen the last of him. But, um, I don't know. I think just because he's, he's so like clearly inept, like, like yeah. he's never played as a serious threat. No, um, that's true. That, you know, this end fight scene with the like balancing puffer pig and stuff like it, it, it all has felt silly. So the <laughs> stuff that is supposed to be like stand out silly doesn't work for me. Because the threat was never there. If Visago had felt like a serious threat and then like kind of the slapstick with the pig and the final fight and stuff. That's like, fair. And like at, at one point Visago gets the drop on Zeb and it's like Zeb like you could get out of this. Like I, you could. Like you could just pick this guy up and just throw yeah, him. Yeah, like, that's a good point. You, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, like you've gone toe to toe with Callus. Like, come on, really? This is the guy who got you. Like, so I said I didn't like the episode. I I don't know if that's fair. Uh, like there are moments where I laughed. Uh, there are great character beats, but there there are issues with this one for me. I would I would rank it as okay instead of good. Yeah, I mean it's not the strongest of the season, but I guess that silliness just really scratches my itch. And like there's definitely a place and time for Star Wars to be silly. I don't again, like Han Han fighting a giant ferret, like I'm here for <laughs> it. <laughs> yes. You know, this one this isn't one of my favorite silly ones. Anywho. Anything yeah. else to say about this one? Uh not really. All right. Well, for us at Force Friends Rewatch, I want to thank Ronnie at Bristol Podworks for being our producer. You are the man, Ronnie. And doing all of the hard work. I want to thank the Lunar Light Network for being our podcast family. Go listen to other great shows on the network like uh, Comradical or uh, Gaming New Horizons. Comradical is a very fun podcast about communism. And Gaming New Horizons is a fun podcast about video games. Yes. And they're both about friendship. Yes. Uh, we have a Kofi. Yes. If you want to send us some Kofi, you, you can. Uh, Force Friends Rewatch at Kofi. We have a Twitter, uh, Force Friends Rewatch uh, Twitter. Uh, you should definitely be following that for all of your ferret Star Wars fan art. And uh, Ryan, you got anything to plug? Well, first of all, that was actually not fan art. That was a licensed. I oh, don't yeah. know if it was a book illustration. Yeah, it's I keep referring to it as fan art, but no, no it is legit. it is real. That's legit. Um, it is licensed art. Universe. Uh, oh, also, uh, special thanks to Oscar Isaac. He didn't do anything specific, but he's a really good guy, and I'm sure he did something nice for somebody today. So thank you. Yeah, thanks, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, thanks, Oscar. Um. No, I don't have anything else. Uh, you, you killed it. Buy a buy a T-shirt from Lazy Day Galaxy. I'll plug it hey, for you. Hey, do that. <laughs> yes, LazyDayGalaxy.com for all your best nerd stuff. And 
It's cheaper on Etsy than on TeePublic. I've been working to slash our prices. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although it's worth it's worth every Republic credit. Aha. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, it does it. Tell the boy about his parents. Tell the boy about his parents. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.